All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Do you say interest? I say, I'd be interested. Yeah. It'd be interested. Interested. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I would be interested. Yeah, maybe I do that sometimes too. You know, the word trist is spelled with a Y, which is just the kind of sexy that the word trist is supposed to evoke. Trist. Trist. <laughs> is that supposed to be a play on like trist? Could it also be crying in French? Yeah. Trist? Yes. Oh, trist? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? I didn't mean to be a douchebag. <laughs> Let's leave it there. No, like like tryst, like a like a like a romantic rendezvous, like a tryst. Tryst. Yeah. I didn't know that was a word. Yeah, it's like it's like scandalous, but it's, oh. it's scandalous with like with a with a sexual undertone. A tryst. Scandalous, yeah. but with a cyst. Yes, it's it's a cystic scandal. <laughs> it's a, it's tristic. How's your week? Uh, it was good. Good. So far. Good. We're only on, on Wednesday right now. I know, this one is dragging for me. I think it's because I didn't really get any weekend, and I've been doing these nine, ten hour days. Right. It's just become, becoming one of those workaholics. Man, I'm going on like a 15 minute flight tomorrow. Did I tell you about that? Okay, I thought you were joking when you said that. Because you no. said you are going to Greenwood, which is like 90 minutes away yes. on the highway. Yeah. Well, you're actually flying. I'm actually flying. They're hooking us up with the flight. Okay, can you start from the beginning? Yeah, well, we're promoting the air show, which is happening in Greenwood, which is sure. 90 minutes away in the valley. Right. So we're go heading down to, like, check out some of the stuff and, like, promote and put some posts on Facebook, and they're flying us to hell. In what sort of aircraft? Oh, it's not a big one. No, I didn't think you were on, like, a Boeing 747. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, a, I don't know. I, I don't know the technical names of these planes, but, like... Bobby's 6'5", and he was too big for one of the planes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we had to upgrade. Okay. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I do on the day-to-day. -day. Did you know that two wrongs don't make a right, but two rights make an airplane? Stop uh, it. Stop scratching. Uh, She's got your shoes. Oh, wow. My flops. Mia has my flops right now. Colin's beating her with the flip-flops. No, he's not. Really stepped all over the the brilliant observation I made about the Wright brothers. That yeah, was good though. Founding fathers of modern flight. <laughs> and Which do you think was the mother's favorite? Uh, probably Orville. Uh, Orville and who's the other one? Redenbacher. Hardy. Hardy. Is that that sounds familiar? That's the Hardy brothers, I think. <laughs> no, Hardy. Orville and Hardy, isn't that? Hey Siri, what were the Hardy? No. I think you're thinking we're Orville and Hardy. <laughs> it's Marley and Marley. That was what it is. Hey Siri, what were the Wright brothers' first names? Let me check that. I found something on the web about what were the Wright brothers' first names. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, we need to answer serious. a goddamn question. <laughs> I found something on the web about the shows you're about. Yeah, to watch. I could have done that. Wilbur and Orville. Wilbur. So everybody brainier than us can stop screaming into their iPhones now. It's Wilbur, goddamn. It's Wilbur. For, well, it's, I mean, Mother definitely liked Orville. She gave him a sophisticated name like Orville and not 
Wilbur, like his idiot brother. Yeah, like uh, some Charlotte's Web shit. Yeah, yeah. Except Wilbur was quite a hero in that. Was he? I don't know. Let's get E.B. White on the phone. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's let's we really let's kicked off in a this. weird direction. <laughs> I'm not cutting this. No. Right. Hey, do you ever have uh, one of those one of those uh, weird? Um, I don't want to use the word epiphany, but like a re- like a really eye opening uh, perspective on somebody you otherwise admire that changes that person forever. I remember that happening when I read once, maybe for the first time, that Jimmy Fallon was an alcoholic and a terrible husband. Right. He might be one of those. I would say he's definitely not the latter. Right. But there are lots of different websites that try and uh, churn out these rumors yep. to put smudges on the otherwise squeaky, squeaky clean reputations of beloved celebrities. And I saw... I, I went down the rabbit hole on Louis C.K. today. Oh, okay. Are you aware of any kind of dirt that's out there on Louis C.K.? Is this the, uh, the the touching of himself in like like another like he brought someone home and he just started going for it or something? Yeah. Like, so what, what's the exact? Report? All right. So I I first found my way in by reading this article I found on the television subreddit. I think it was. It was. Uh, Tig Notaro gave some interview in preparation and promotion for the new season of One Mississippi. Yeah. On which he is credited as an executive producer. But she openly says, although I think she kind of danced around his name, but they were in the interview discussing Louis C.K. Right. She openly says that she's very frustrated that he has that EP credit because he has nothing to do with the show. Really? She says he doesn't do anything, and I think it's unfair to the talented writers who work on the show who don't get a name credit that he's on there. Now, she has a history with Louis C.K. too. Uh, I mean, there was the whole thing last year where he did that sketch on Saturday Night Live where he's the clown. Yeah, didn't credit her. But before that, weren't they friends? They have been friends. He's the guy who got her famous comedy store set off the ground. So the one where she got on stage and she's like, hi, everybody, I have cancer. And then she right. did that, like, historic set. Yeah. He's the one who was recording the show that night. He uh, was, I think he was recording for his own set. So he had hers on record. Right. And he convinced her to sell it for five bucks a pop on his website. Oh, nice. Uh, and so that made her a little bit more famous than she otherwise probably would have been. So, yeah, maybe he helped get her off the ground, but she's since gotten to know him and they don't talk anymore. Oh, wow. There's another um, case of uh, Jen Kirkman. Again, not naming him, but basically, you know who she's talking about. Right. Saying that she's had some uh, unsettling experiences with uh, with a very powerful and critically acclaimed stand-up right. comedian. And then Roseanne Barr jumped on that, and she's very mouthy, and yeah. she blames him. And then the She blames him for what? For, for being a sexual predator to female comedians. Oh, and like you wow. said, uh, being uh, gross in front of them. Now, the instance you're referring to mm-hmm. is a Gawker article. And right there, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Sure. Um, where, I think it was the Aspen Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. uh, famous, uh, world-famous comedian, often thought to be the greatest comedian alive. I think they also referred to him as shameless in the, oh, he has okay. a special called Shameless. Right, yeah. It's like you know who they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, invites 
uh, female duo comedians back to his room, they go because he seems fun and, and he's an icon. Who would that be, like Garfunkel and Oates? That's who you're inclined to believe it is, yes. Yeah. And that they uh, ask him if he wants to smoke a joint, but he says no, and then he asks, can I take my dick out? And they're like, sure, thinking he's joking, and then he does. Uh, and then they bail. So that's what happens in the Gawker article. And again, sure. I, I don't know... I don't know how the rumor mill in Hollywood works. I know that stuff is out there to serve a purpose for marketing and everything else is either true or it's not true. But like a good example of somebody who has to fit the narrative that's out there for them is Taylor Swift, whose new single comes out tomorrow. That was announced today. Right. The new album comes out in November. Uh, it's going to be called Reputation. Now, why would Taylor Swift have an album called Reputation unless she was going to address the fact that she now has this reputation that she theoretically has no say in, except for that she's got some of the best marketers in popular culture on her side, helping her to cultivate an image, right? right? At first it was like a sweet country, virgin yeah. country girl, then it became like a uh, supermodel, beautiful uh, feminist. and. Try as they might, there's this stink on Taylor Swift that she's a man-eater and that she's terrible in relationships and right. that she exploits uh, men for artistic and financial gain. Now, that's ridiculous. But the fact that she's promoting this new record with these weird little clips of a snake slithering in a dark alley or whatever on her Instagram this week says she is reclaiming the snake. Because that's the term that's been attached onto Taylor Swift in the last year or so. She's uh, a snake. Interesting. Uh, especially since the Kanye Kim Kardashian situation. Right. So this is Taylor taking back that she's a snake. Yeah. And so how that relates to Louis C.K. and whatever rumors there might be about him, it could be somebody trying to create a new, um, a new other thing to associate Louis C.K. with, pop culturally, right. because he's been famous and beloved for too long. Okay. Or it could be totally true, mm -hmm. the way it was with Bill Cosby since the 50s. Right. But does Taylor Swift have any sort of rumors that are out about her right now? Or I mean, no. Taylor Swift has been in a handful of high-profile relationships, right. and she kind of did lie when she said she didn't give Kanye West permission to write that lyric. Oh, because she did. Yeah, Kim Kardashian has it on video. Oh, Con right. Kanye talking to her on the phone. It was very damning. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Nobody looked good in that situation. No. No one was the winner. No one was the LeBron James in that situation. No one was Bron. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I just find myself wondering if my image of Louis C.K. is going to be different now. Right. Should nothing else ever come out, am I always going to go, Louis C.K., oh, he made me laugh, but he might be a scumbag. Isn't it funny that I, that happens with me, but I have kind of a bad memory for things like that, so I'll forget. Yeah. Like I forgot about the Louis C.K. thing until you brought it up, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had the weirdest word. <laughs> I'm a tabloid file. I remember this shit. Yeah, it's like, should I like him? Do yeah. I need to take a step back? Like, but also, how do I know that this is true? Should there be a damn like? I guess in the in the Crosby thing, okay, like sixteen people came forward. You're kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
But until that happens with other people, I mean, you I don't have know. to just make your own call. Well, that and um, uh, Tig Notaro's got a handful of reasons to be annoyed with Louis C.K. that have nothing to do with uh, sexual praying. Right. Uh, but her wife is playing a character in the new season of One Mississippi, the love interest, in fact, of Tig's character. Okay. Uh, in which she gets um, kind of uh, sexually harassed by a male comedian. Oh, wow. In a similar way. Oh, now, I don't okay. know if it's supposed to depict this uh, rumored dark it's side of like CK. Or maybe it's just a haired guy with a black <laughs> t-shirt and jeans. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. So that's like a... Like a dark shadow I went, that's a, uh, I went yeah. into. That's a thing that's happening right now. Okay. Yeah. What else do you got on here? Uh, what else do I have for news? A couple of things. You know, we didn't talk about last week uh, the fact that Netflix was able to lure away Shonda Rhimes from ABC. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a big get. Yeah. So, like, so like she's going to have a, a Netflix show in like a year? Like All her shows are going to Netflix. Oh, gotcha. Like the next season of Grey's Anatomy is Netflix original. Oh, it's only on Netflix. And like, God, why is there another season of Grey's Anatomy happening? You know what? If you asked me that five years ago, I'd be pissed too. But now I'm just kind of like, go for it, man. Yeah. Keep it going. I guess now it's just kind of like, maybe it's like running on the ER model. Is Meredith Grey still there? Yeah, she's still the Grey. Everyone else has died, I think. Right. I'm trying to think of other people who might still be around. But um, yeah, she's still cashing them checks. It's probably really easy for her now. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's like it's like Law and Order. They're gonna go because people are still showing up. Why totally. not? Mariska Hargitay, she's got a man. Exactly, I respect that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Ellen Pompeo was one of the people who who raised their voice a little bit when Daniel Craig was mouthing off about James Bond. She was like, "Screw you, man! Someone pays you a lot of money totally. to play this character. Play the character Make or it. shut up." Right? Because yeah. she wasn't, you know, she was into her 30s when she got the Meredith Grey gig. And she was probably, I mean, she had like a few little roles, like... She was in old school? Yeah, like a little role in um, Catch Me If You Can, a little role sure. in, yeah. in Daredevil, in fact. Oh, and, really? Yeah, but uh, probably not making the millions. No. And now she never has to work again, except for that, why not work a little bit? Right. Yeah. Why not work for three to five months a year? This is kind of cool. Uh, they ran this study with uh, this app, I guess, that's available for Apple Watch, which measures heart rate. Okay. And they used it in this really broad study with like a hundred or a thousand people or something. Yeah. That sounded like I did my research. A hundred or a thousand. A hundred or a thousand people to uh, try and figure out. Boy, I'm good with my words tonight. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> they wanted to figure out. At what points in your standard episode of Game of Thrones do fans get most excited based on their heart rate? And what they found is that dialogue is more intense and exciting for fans to watch than action sequences. Four of the five most heartbeat-raising moments were dialogue scenes. Really? Did they name, like, the top number one? No, and they. I think they just used a couple episodes and they just averaged it out. I don't know if they listed anything specifically. I wouldn't be interested because there's some episodes where there's like massive battles and there's another episode where it's just like a quick sword fight, if yeah. that. Yeah. So for the most part, I think like dialogue would be the, like on the 
in the grand scheme of the year, you would find the dialogue more entertaining, I think, than a lot of the action scenes. Although the last few episodes have been crazy. Well, I think that's why Game of Thrones sustains as a popular show, even yeah. though thematically it should just be a niche nerd culture thing. It's the, obviously a good drama. They're getting a lot of criticism this year because it just kind of seems like they're rushing things mm. along a lot. Like, it's things that happened... Uh, in prior seasons that would take like an entire season, even yeah. like a trip from one place to another, it's happening like, okay, now we're back. Now like they sent a raven and that raven got there really quickly and now everyone knows it just seems like it's really rushing. And I wasn't able to pick up on it as much, but my friend who uh, watched all like seven seasons mm-hmm. in the last couple months. For the first time. Yeah. And is now on the new episodes. Yeah. He's like, oh man, it's like a crazy difference really? from what we were watching to what it is now. Although I think it's still entertaining. Yeah. Still very good. I don't watch it, so I don't really have context, but I have a hard time with the creativity behind a dragon named Drogon. Yeah. I find that to be pretty weak. Sure. But I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of deeper cuts than that. Yeah. You know, like, like they created an entire... T- like Dothraki dialect. That's impressive. That's really interesting, right? Like, like it's like what they did with the uh, Klingons. Yeah, no, it's and it's that big of a cultural phenomenon. They're still going to be talking about Game of Thrones in forty years. Yeah. In fact, they'll be rebooting Game of Thrones by then. That's probably true. I remember watching the first episode and saying, "Man, this is going to be a big deal." Yeah. And I kind of had like a slow rise, although it got renewed pretty quick, I think. All the best shows take a little while to become the biggest show in the world. It wasn't until, like, you know, a couple months, like, it was the second season by the time people were like, oh, Game of Thrones? You watching it? HBO's been having a hard time keeping their hats on their heads in terms of hackers and leaks. I mean, it's happened with the new season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's already stuff that's, that's been snagged out, and obviously Game of Thrones is their flagship program. Yeah. Uh, and so... I think it was episode four of this season, got hacked. Now, I think it was the most recent one. It was like episode six. Oh, okay. Of Game of Thrones. I yeah. Don't know about Kirby and maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, do you think HBO should be paying ransoms for these things? Oh, interesting. Are people holding them for ransoms? Yeah, they're, absolutely. Oh, that, these hackers kind of are fun. saying, pay me or I'm going to leak this to the world. Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. And initially, they were. They were paying. I think, they've, I think they've stopped now. Yeah. But yeah, initially they were paying. They're shelling out a lot of money. And I mean, for a couple reasons, I think that's. I think that's a bad idea. Simply, I think Game of Thrones fans won't watch episodes out of order. I, like, if it's the beginning oh, yeah. of the seventh season and you leak the fourth of the sixth episode, no fan is going to watch the fourth of the sixth episode. But but it, but they're they've got a timeline. They're releasing it. Like they released it right after episode five happened. Sure, but are we still ahead of the books? Like, is this all new content now? Yes. Okay, so there is actually sensitive material. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's not known to... The other thing is, as soon as you pay a ransom for a thing that's not a human life... Right. You gotta pay it all the time. You gotta pay it all the time. You're just just telling other hackers, this is a great way to make a hundred grand in a weekend. exactly. Well, and uh, I don't know how these people are never caught, but that's... Uh, well, a couple people have been caught. Four people were arrested. Oh, and one guy, the youngest guy, said he did it to impress his girlfriend. Awesome. <laughs> I know, I kind of let him off the hook a little bit there. Like Jamie Lannister said in the first episode, <laughs> the things we do for love. Exactly. Um, but I, if I'm being honest, I actually watched the stream, the uh, hacked, leaked version. Okay. And I've actually got HBO right now. 
and we watched it like because we just wanted to watch it on Sunday night, but earlier than it actually aired. Oh, you did watch it before the world was supposed yeah. to. Yeah, and but just like an hour earlier. Yeah, basically because we didn't want to stay up late, and I didn't want the spoilers getting out like the next day. Was anybody wearing like a bright green morph suit? In no, it? I was kind of expecting that. <laughs> it wasn't the best quality, and and that's why I don't really want to do it. Like if I can get better quality, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna do that from now on. Like HD. But, yeah, so, in, in short, don't bother streaming it, mm-hmm. wait for a good version to come out, mm-hmm. but try to avoid the spoilers. <laughs> That's, That's great advice. Thanks, man. Director Sean Levi, Levy, Levi, Levi, Sean Levy, who worked uh, a lot on the first season of Stranger Things and a lot on the second season of Stranger Things, said last week that it is very unlikely that a third season of Stranger Things will happen. Whoa. And then this week, the Duffer Brothers came out and said, we're definitely doing a third season, maybe a fourth season. Really? If we do a fourth season, it'll be the last season. Oh, that's scary to me. Yeah. It seems I, like... I, I was kind of thrilled to hear that maybe the second season would be it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I Those think, kids are going to get more awkward as they get taller. Yeah. Well, I mean, it hasn't stopped a lot of... It hasn't stopped Game of Thrones with Bran. That show wasn't... I mean, not, not to say Stranger Things is built around cuteness, but a very big part of the charm of that show is those little kids. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's the problem with making shows with little kids in it. Yeah, how often people talk about Winona Ryder in Stranger Things? She was awesome in that show. I forgot she was in it until right. I said that just now. Because everyone, everyone talks about the kids. Yeah. Right? Have you seen the kids being like, Sassy on late night shows. I saw a lot yeah. thing. Where yeah, like, uh, Finn Wolfhart, who plays Mike, the main little boy. Yeah, he's he's kind of copped an attitude. A oh, bit. really? Billy Bobby Brown still got it together. Yeah, for the most part. Right, but like, yeah, they're like calling out like Jimmy Fallon and stuff. Like, yeah, maybe they're Asians are talking about any of this. Yeah. Or... That's a whole lot to throw at kids. All I know. Ask Winona Ryder. Yeah, she'd know. Yeah. Maybe they'll be shoplifting from Macy's. Do you think she's like giving them advice? Uh, probably, yeah. She's like, hey, remember, like, I was a, a childhood actor, so don't do this. Like, just never do coke, okay? You're probably not going to understand that right now, but... Yeah, I guess so. Because, like, little kids are going to go, I would never... Yeah. And then they'll be at a party two weeks later. Just think of me. Yeah. Here's my number. <laughs> Call me if you're ever out Except we're going to be like, well, why not turned out fine? She's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that time on the stage when she was just, like, totally spaced out. Right. <laughs> Yeah, she was a gong show for a while. Yeah, she was. Hey, uh, Richard Simmons news. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to sound like Norm Macdonald when I said that just now. <laughs> hey, uh, hey uh, so when- uh, Richard Simmons news. Um, he says <laughs> he is he is not transgender. He felt the need to come out and say that. He said that people, a few times. Well, he said it this week. Okay. I, I guess because a lot of people were supposing... In the aftermath of that big podcast, which you and I talked about a lot, you had uh, supposed it yourself. Well, I brought that up, but um, there was actually a uh, a part of the show that addressed it. Like, that's right. Hey, he's not transitioning. Yeah. As far as we know, and if he is, Mazel tov. But he's not. Right. We don't. I never suspected that. I mean, the point of that podcast is this is a guy who seems open and and vibrant all the time, but he has a lot of Right. Well, he also, I mean, he also dressed in drag all the time. No, except I I think people would argue that that's not the same thing. You definitely can't argue that. Yeah. I don't blame you for it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, 
Try and try and hear the context of our understanding and inclusiveness. Yeah. <laughs> in this podcast. Move it along. Please. Hey, you remember how Daniel Craig had that sweet little cameo in Star Wars The Force Awakens? Yeah, what what was it he did? He well Simon Pegg played like the junkyard scrap yeah. so the two portions guy. Like that right. was kind of a cameo. Uh, except for that you'd never know it was him. Right. And that was the case with Daniel Craig too. He played the stormtrooper who Ray uses the force on to trick right. him into yeah. letting her go free. And then once you know it's Daniel Craig, you can totally hear the voice. Really? But if you didn't know, you'd never know. Yeah. Two interesting new cameos announced for Star Wars Episode Eight, probably in a similar fashion. People you won't necessarily notice, right. but it'd be fun to learn later that that's who that was. Can I guess one? Sure. Is it Tom Hardy? Nope. Oh, actually, maybe it is Tom Hardy. I didn't really? know about that. I, that was a total guess. I that's bizarre, because that. I think that actually now rings a bell. That's not who I was going for. Okay. Who else? They're brothers. Uh, not the Coen brothers? Nope. Brothers. But they're like the Coen brothers in that they're not actors. They're not actors. Are they directors or are they like... like they're not known for being in the arts at all. I have no Extremely idea. famous. Extremely famous. Glo- internationally famous for their entire lives. Since the day they were born. Oh, oh, like the the Royals? William and Harry are going to be in Star Wars Episode Eight. Wow. That's kind of cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, other Star Wars news. This is a big one. All but confirmed by Star Wars. All except heard from the horse's mouth. The Obi-Wan standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director, the guy who made the Billy Elliot movie, I guess, is right. who's attached. So Star Wars hasn't announced it themselves. I don't know if they, they're saving that up for something. Right. My brother suspects that there's something Kenobi-related in Star Wars Episode Eight that they want to get out there before they officially announce the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Right. But Do you think that this guy's going to have a tie to uh, Tom Spider-Man then? Just because he directed Billy Elliot? And Tom Spider-Man man was... Billy Elliot? Tom Spider-Man? Tom Holland? From yes. He didn't was it, it wasn't Billy Elliot. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was on stage, maybe. Oh, I thought he was straight up Billy Elliot. In the movie. No, yeah. no. He would be. He would have been like two when that movie came out. Really? Yeah. I thought he would have been like... Except the kid... Billy Elliot's age. The kid, the kid from Billy Elliot has turned out to be somebody famous. Let's look that up. All right. Who is Billy Elliot? Hey, Siri, find us another web article. Oh, yeah. I found something on the internet. Yeah, Billy Elliot came out 17 years ago, so... I believe that. The actor who played Billy Elliot was Jamie Bell. Oh. He more recently has been seen in such things as Fantastic Four, or Fan Fortastic. That masterpiece. Filth. There was a film adaptation of the Irvine Welsh book. Uh, Adventures of Tin Tin, Jane Eyre, a whole lot of nothing, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, King Kong. Interesting. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. Okay, so yeah, he must have done the the on stage version because I saw. Rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, I saw online like a Jamie all bell. of his like parkour moves and stuff that he can do. I don't know if you've seen videos of him just like randomly backflipping. To like, be fair, Tom Holland would know how to do those things, having played Spider Man. No, he knew in advance. Oh, that probably gave him an edge. It did. Yeah. And they were like, and his dance training from Billy Elliot, and it showed him like <laughs> just like breaking it down. Speaking of comic book characters, 
I have like a weird intonation this evening. I don't, I don't know if I'm just like trying to make up for the fact that I'm very, very tired. No, I think you're fine. Okay, thanks, buddy. They announced that Todd Phillips is going to direct and Martin Scorsese is going to produce a Joker origin movie. What? Yeah, as in the Joker. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, director of The Hangover. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And old school. And Scorsese. And Scorsese. Movie legend. Marty. They're going to make a Joker origin movie. And this is a controversial idea on day one of its announcement. Right. Just because the whole point of the Joker is the mystery behind him. There's not supposed to be an origin story for the Joker. In The Dark Knight, he gives a couple of little origin stories that explain how he got these right. scars. And the whole point that there's a couple... Right. The whole point that there's a few of them negates all of them. Right. Right? The same thing happens in The Killing Joke, which canonically in the comic world is perhaps the ultimate right. uh, Joker comic book, and it's amazing. Uh, but there's this whole backstory about how he became the Joker, except for that it's really just this sob story that the Joker admits himself is just one version of what happened. So, Do you think that's what the movie's going to be, though? A bunch of different versions? That would be cool. Right. Now, that would be cool. If they could, if they could do the movie in a way that leaves you, at the end, not really knowing anything, then, right. but, but having seen some... Freaky, cool stuff. Yeah. That would be an like, interesting twist. Do you think it'll be like The Killing Joke? That well, one. The Killing Joke is really just a great um, two-hander. The Killing Joke is just a really awesome good guy versus evil okay. story, and there happens to be this flashback to when he was like a struggling stand-up comedian. Oh, I see. But you also find out throughout that it might not even be real. Right. So, if, yeah, if they were to do like a movie of these little vignettes, like a bunch of different things that clash with one another and they could make it flow as one Right. Film. Like it, was, it was like flashbacks. And it kind of needs to be flashbacks, though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, that'd be, I think that would be neat. Now, who do you think will play the Joker? It's going to be really tough to find that person because, I mean, Jared Leto's a good actor. That movie was a, an abomination. and the Did you see it? Yeah, and, and, and the actual... Representation was bad from the get-go. I don't know what they were thinking. If they if they tried to be more classic with the Joker, yeah. they still might have gotten criticism because we're all still hung up on what was perhaps the greatest performance in a superhero movie ever. Yeah. Um, which was Heath Ledger. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, Jared Leto wasn't the worst part of that movie. No. But he also wasn't like they, he didn't, he didn't they were really, in it. They were really struggling to put him in it. He didn't matter in it, and he didn't really strike me as the great menace of villainy. Like, yeah. he wasn't the clown prince in it, right? Yeah. So, right. Uh, no. That'd be interesting to see. It could be one of those things that's just in developmental hell forever. I have a feeling it might be. Yeah, interesting. But now, if it's in the DC Cinematic Universe, they'll probably rush it through and it won't be good. Right. But if it's, it's separate from that... Although Wonder Woman seemed to... That is true. That is a, that is definitely the golden goose over. Definitely the exception, no question. Uh, um, go ahead. Sorry, no, I, I wasn't going to say anything about it. Friends from College got renewed for a second season. This seems to happen with almost every Netflix show. I was at I, least get a second. Was season. I telling you how many people told me to watch that again? Like, give it a second shot. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I've, I've heard that it, the pilot's not that good, but that. Yeah. And, and that there's reason to understand what the critics say, but that the show's not so bad. Right, and we said, you know, I think we were kind of indifferent. We didn't not enjoy no. watching it. Like, no. We weren't like, oh, God, please make it end. Right. But but we weren't fully on board for it. But the the amount of, like, close friends that have said, oh, no, you got to give it a 
gotta give it another shot. I gotta watch more. I'm gonna give it a whirl. Give it another give another it go. Sure. Give it a whirl. You finished Atypical, hey? Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Good show. Only eight episodes. Really sweet, warm show. Yep. Michael Rappaport was awesome. Yep. I love the uh, I love the the sister in it. Yeah. Um, you know, they're really good characters. Like five solid characters in yeah. that show. Acting was solid. Yeah. Except there has started to be some of that controversy we noted last week oh, hadn't taken really? place yet. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. I've seen, like, there's a... I have a Facebook friend who I don't know personally at all, right. but he's on the spectrum, and he's often uh, posting about what it's like to be on the spectrum, and that's, that's great. But he got himself into quite the little thread about how it's wrong to cast a um, neurotypical actor in as a role in the... Right. Although, again, it seems to me it'd be very difficult to find the right actor for that role. Sure. Yeah. I mean, are there murderers saying that that Heath Ledger shouldn't have played the Joker because he's never actually killed someone. Took the role away from a real psychopath. Real, honest-to-goodness murderer. That's right. Terrorist. Yeah. Should have given it to a real clown terrorist. (laughs) Yep. CT. It's a niche. Letterman getting paid $12 million for his six-part Netflix talk series. Wow. Yes. He's coming back up. $12 million. That's why you come into retirement. $12 million bucks. Yeah. Not that he needs it. He's got like a half a billion dollars. I was going to say, what would he get for a year? He'd get like four times that, wouldn't he? Probably not four times that, no. No. <clears throat> but he probably made 12 or $15 million bucks a year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 12 for a six-part. Maybe more, because he owned that show. He owned Worldwide, Worldwide Pants. Pants. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe so. And then the only, only other thing I have left is that Jerry Lewis died. Yeah. And people are really broken up about that. Really? Yeah, there's like a lot of like tributes and articles and, and like tweets from people you'd expect to like not care that much saying that he was like one of the greats. And maybe he was one of the greats, but he's another guy. You've heard so many stories about being like a, such a prick that yeah. I, don't, I don't really feel anything. Like, it's, not yeah. like, it's not quite the same as when like Bob Hope died. No, like, Jerry Lewis is a pioneer, for sure. Yeah. He was, like, he was definitely one of a kind, but he's been, like, he's been such a jerk to people in the last few yeah. years. Yeah. And there are stories about, like, him, like, bending over Amy Schumer on stage and, like, trying to, like, simulate having sex with her and, like, her telling him no and him, like, forcing her. And, oh, what? And, yeah, he was, like, he, he's one of those, he's one of those uh, old... Codgers who pioneered the idea of women can't be funny. Oh, like, honey, sweet, come on. Exactly. Hey. Um, and uh, I don't know if you heard him on WTF six months ago, but they reposted no. that interview. He walked out after 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Not, not because, like, he was offended or anything. He was just like, okay, I'm done. And Mark was like, well, I got a few more questions. He's like, no, I'm done. And he bailed. Really? It's really rude. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they, they posted that before he died. Yeah, like six months ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't listen to that. That would have been really interesting. It's crazy. I mean, it's going well for the first 18 minutes of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is actually, he's getting a decent interview out of Jerry Lewis, and then all of a sudden, he's done. Yeah, I kind of wonder what's going to happen when I'm like an old man, and I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I like soil myself. (laughs) I I imagine that's probably what happened there, and he wasn't able to respond graciously. He was like, I'm done. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. I'm either going to be like impossibly cranky like needs to be locked in a room forever cranky because i'm pretty cranky now like i've got some old man uh characteristics now okay 
Or I'm just going to completely go in the other direction. Like, I'm going to soften. I'm going to be you're super gonna, sweet. Like, Everyone's going to be like, how is he so kind? You're going to have... I, no, I, I think that's probably the way you're going to be. I hope so. I don't think you're like a cranky cat man. I think you're like a loving cat man. Yeah, no, I am a loving cat man. Yeah. Yeah, a cat man dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a cat person. I'm a my cat person. Right. And now I have a, a second cat. But when you your parents had a cat, were you in their cat person? Yeah, yeah. Because it was my cat, too. Right. It was my exactly. cat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, like, any cat that you want. I mean, that's the same with most pet owners. Right. Although, you know. No, some people love all animals. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, I guess so. Should we get to the shows? Let's do it. It's your turn to pick which one you'd like to recap. Uh, yeah. Both of them are television programs uh, based on comic book or graphic novel characters. One is brand new on Netflix as of last Friday. The other one's been on for a couple years now, but it is airing its season now. Oh my god. I really don't want to make a choice between these two. Yeah, I don't want to do either one of them. Um, to be honest. I think what I'm going... I feel like the first episode in both shows gave nothing away. That's right. You, you don't have an idea. Not a lot of plot in either episode. What's there? Where, no. Nope. Where either one goes... So, I guess I'll do, and I thought I was going to go the other way, but I think I'm going to do The Defenders. Okay. Marvel's The Defenders. The Defenders, the new show featuring familiar characters. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get your timer ready. Okay. This is going to be very crappy. It's okay. Do your best. Okay. Just fill in the blanks, man. Just keep talking. I'll try. In three, two, one. Okay, so it basically starts out, and you're seeing the characters from the different uh, Netflix Marvel shows uh, do what they do, like Jessica Jane, Jessica James, Jones, Jessica Jones comes out <laughs> off to a roaring start. Luke Cage gets out of jail. Um, uh, Daredevil has apparently retired and is like fighting a case for someone else. And uh, who's the other guy? Iron Fist. Iron Fist is knocking people out in the sewers. So, uh, they all get together. <laughs> they don't even get together. They That's don't the get together! Part. They don't get together, and you don't understand who the villain is. Apparently it's a... Sigourney a, Weaver. A terminal Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> yeah. who wants to tear everything apart for some reason. I don't know, I think it, it didn't do me any service that I didn't watch. I didn't follow through on any of the other shows. We right. liked Luke Cage. We liked Luke Cage, but I and I never watched Iron Fist because I heard, like, it's it's largely considered to be the worst of anything in the cinematic universe. Uh, every movie they've ever made, every show they have on Netflix, of which I guess there's five now, right. Iron Fist is the dud. Right. Um, and so he's lucky that he gets to kind of swoop in on this, in this other new show. I watched a little Jessica Jones. I watched one or two Daredevils. And they they both were just too ominous and dark for me. Right. I liked Luke Cage for the same reason he was the only person I liked him in this episode, which is that he's the only presence of levity. Yeah. There's like a little chuckle every now and then when he's on there. Luke, Luke Cage is good. And what is Jessica Jones' power? Do we know? I don't know. I feel like I should know. Maybe she's <laughs> yeah, just like a martial artist. Does she read minds? Mm. Does she have that crazy liver that can process all the alcohol? Maybe. That's what it is. Like... What is her thing? And it, there's no indication. And I, I think I've even asked people at the office, and they're like, oh, you gotta watch the show. I'm oh, like, Lord. just tell me. That's a terrible show. Well, she does. Is she strong? Does she fly? Uh, way, I, don't I don't think know. there's gonna be anything that I'm gonna think is that cool. Does I think she's she pure at heart. I think that's her superpower. She's super pure at heart. Uh, yeah, nothing happened. You're so, you're so right. It was so frustrating that, like, it seems like 
even though there's not a lot of plot, this whole episode is dedicated to the different things that they're doing that are going to lead them to the same street corner where they right. bang together and they join their knuckles. That's that's the end of the first season. But that's maybe it is. Maybe it's not for a while. I mean, the interesting thing about the Defenders is that traditionally it's always been a group of uh, fly to their own rules, their own agenda. I don't have a partner kind of partners. You know what I mean? Like, right. It, whereas the Avengers are like a family. Right. The Defenders uh, don't really like that they work together, and so they're kind of just working on the same case separately. And none of them seem that badass in, in the Defenders. They all kind of seem like they could get together and be like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, well, and like the original Defenders in the comic books, like the Defenders was created by Doctor Strange and the Incredible Hulk and Silver Surfer. Right. Like, it's like better Marvel characters, for sure, but still like B-level Marvel characters. Right. Other Defenders who've existed within that branch in the comics... Uh, include Doctor Strange, the Hulk, Silver Surfer, Captain America, which is kind of ultimate, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, Howard the Duck, Scarlet Witch, (laughs) Hank Pym, Ant-Man, Valkyrie, and Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, See, I remember seeing comics with all of these characters on them and being like, I think it's a reach. I'm not even sure the Defenders was like a term people threw around for like group of superheroes the way they did the Avengers and Justice League. I think it's just happened to be a header that Marvel put on a series of their comic books that featured these characters. Right. Um, And so they had a couple of leftover people and since they're milking every single character in the MCU may as well call these ones the Defenders. I know. I mean like who's... I... Can't really, with all that's on, I can't imagine the people that are streaming all of these Marvel shows and getting super behind They're them. really popular. Yeah, I know. I know. And there's, yeah, I guess I can't can imagine them because I talk to them, but I just, it's not, not for me. It's, they're very dark and they take themselves very seriously. I find Daredevil to be kind of wimpy. He's the yeah. same actor from, like, uh, from, uh, what's that? I have the book. I never finished the book, the Neil Gaiman book, the movie with, uh, I think it's Claire Danes, Star, whatever. He's just like a fluffy little guy yeah. in that, and like, okay. he's like a little fairy boy, and I don't mean that in like a homophobic he's way, actually, I mean like literally he lives in like a fairy world. Really? Um, and, and this, he's like supposed to be badass, daredevil, I just don't buy it. Yeah. I had a hard time with it. I, I wasn't super into, like I liked Luke Cage a lot, and I even liked the show, he seemed... You know, it seemed like a good character. Yeah, the Luke Cage pilot, I didn't watch any more, but the Luke Cage, Luke, Luke Cage pilot had some style to it. Like, it had a swagger, and it was like, and there's arguably, a different culture than you see in, yeah. in superhero movies. And arguably, I think Jessica Jones was the next most watchable. Yeah. But I, I still have no idea what she does. People liked Daredevil, except I stopped watching it because it was too violent and kind of gruesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we started watching a couple episodes and just kind of fell off. Just didn't really care. Now, the interesting thing about The Defenders is that it identifies as a mini-series. So I don't know if it... Might just be a one-season deal. Well, except that it is anything just a one-off with Marvel. No, and with Netflix. True. Netflix might say, we'll pay you however much to bring this back. Except they're also bringing back all the other shows. Except maybe Iron Fist, I don't know. Right. Well, maybe they'll do like three seasons each. And then be like, wouldn't it be cool if it'll be huge, and then we'll have another Defenders year. And it's important to consider that Disney and Netflix are kind of on the outs right now. Right, right. Man, I, I really love just 
bringing it back to Rick and Morty like I tried to do sometimes, they did an episode called The Vindicators. Okay. Was I telling you about that at all? No. And so they're like, yeah, we're doing another Vindicators. Like Morty's like, we gotta go team up with the Vindicators and Rick's all pissed. And it's an Avengers parody? Yeah, basically. Yeah. But you the other Vindicators episodes haven't happened on screen. So they have this like history with the Vindicators and like Rick hates them and ah, uh, it's just a really great episode. Eventually like Rick gets blackout drunk and kind Absolutely. of like traps them all in an area and wants to kill them all one by one, Saw style. And okay. does for the most part, except for like one of them. Or except for yeah, one of them ends up being kind of a villain and, and Morty saves everyone because like Morty understands drunk Rick better than everyone else. Naturally. And then like frees the uh <laughs> frees frees the the frees him and Rick, I guess, from Rick's drug in mind. Mm-hmm. And then Rick had this like massive party plan where Logic, the rapper, is actually like, <laughs> rapping, and that's like how the episode ends. Uh Are God, you a fan of the Saw movies? No. No? No, I haven't seen it. I think I saw Saw 3. Oh, that's strange. Yep. Because, like, I think the first one, maybe in the first two, there's a a few of them that are considered quite spectacular. And I think the first one, like, is a genre-defining movie. Yeah. They were huge. Was it Eli Roth who did them? I don't think so. No. No. But the first one, like, first one people freaked out about. Yeah. Yeah, they're making a new one. Like, there's a new one coming out. I think this Halloween is called Jigsaw. Oh, interesting. The yeah. backstory of Jigsaw. I think the, the point was for there to be ten movies in total. I'm not sure how many there are now, but there was a lot. There got pretty out of hand for a while. So yeah, probably it was like every Halloween there's another Saw movie. Yeah. I don't, I'm not too, I, I couldn't handle the gore. That's no, not I such don't. a big part of it, but I think the psychologically, the psychology of them is, right. is, is pretty good. That's right. Can, uh, now I'm going to ask an unorthodox question. Okay. Can I hit T for a second to go use the washroom? Yeah, of course. Sorry, I've got diabetes. Oh, you're your disease, right. I'm leaning on that one. You had to do what you had to do. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. And we're back on the show show. See, if we were a enterprise, mm-hmm. we could have done some advertising there. Ah, oh, we should have. Yeah. Advertisers, you just proved that advertising works. Yeah. Just picture your ad having just happened. <laughs> Just I was trying to do what they do on like bus stop signs sometimes. Oh, but it's trying to be meta with their commercials? Stop. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess it does. You sound like you have a marketing background. Sticks in my head. Why was the first episode of The Defenders called the H word? Did I miss something? Yeah, I have no Just idea. Just like because they're trying to like, they're grappling with the fact that they're heroes, even mm-hmm. though they're kind of complicated. A complex figure. Oh yeah, I guess they are all kind of like approached by someone that says like you're a hero. Yeah, and they're uncomfortable. That's probably that. what it is. The H word. Yeah, that must be what that is. I did not pick up on that at all. So that guy who comes to see Luke Cage when he gets out of jail and he's like, my friends call me Foggy, and he's like, and you let them? Yeah, he's he's a good friend of Daredevil's. Yeah, like John Favreau played him in the Ben Affleck movie. Oh right. Which is funny because John perfect. John. Uh, Favreau went on to create the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Kind of a twist. And that was like probably John Favreau at his lowest acting book. And that uh, Karen character mm-hmm. who Daredevil goes to the diner with, mm-hmm. and she says, do you miss it? And he's like, no. And then he, he lied. Yep. 
Ellen Pompeo played her in the Ben Affleck movie. Oh. So that would be Ellen Pompeo. And ben Affleck now plays a DC character. Right, everybody's getting tossed around. Yeah. Man. What a mess. Silver Surfer's Captain America. I don't know what's what. That's a character that hasn't been done well. I know. Well, Fantastic Four hasn't been done well. No, and never will be. No. No, no. It's let's, just, let's not even go there. Just because that's... They're going to have to exist. If they want to put them in the... And they won't, because they still belong to Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Marvel, and Disney's in no hurry to get them back, because they're kind of a cursed property. What if they pre-exist? What if they're a pre-existing uh, condition? What do you mean? Well, like, they always show the origin story of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. But they never just get to the Fantastic Four being the Fantastic Four. Well, like they've done with Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, they could do that, I guess. And maybe well, not even, because Spider-Man Homecoming, is he already Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, they skipped over the origin story. Good. Deliberately, because we've seen it so many times. Yes. Uh, and I guess Fantastic Four would have to do that, too, but because there's no demand for Fantastic Four and people aren't really interested like they are with Spider-Man, nobody's really rooting for them. It would be a lot of money and legalities to get that property back from Fox for a thing that's not even necessarily worth it and might not work. Right. So if they happened to reacquire those rights, maybe stick them in some Infinity War or whatever. Well, Deadpool still belongs to Fox. Oh. So Deadpool could theoretically run into the Fantastic yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, but if he did, he'd have to run into Miles Teller and Michael B. Michael B. Jordan and right. Kate Mara, and which I think is an awesome crew. Like I don't know, good how actors wasn't successful, and I don't know. Nobody, nobody's good at comedy in that group. Oh yeah, that's fair. And it was supposed to be kind of a you need thing. you need levity in Marvel movies. That's 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 the problem with the Defenders. Is that the whole point of Marvel? Is that they are proud to be comics. They're so, vibrant. Right. So can we say that's our biggest issue with it? I can yeah. quite put my finger on it. That's definitely my issue with there, it. There's not enough humor. And the next Netflix Marvel show is Punisher with John Barenthal. And that's not going to be brighter either. Who's although it's not supposed to be. Who's John Barenthal? You'd recognize him from uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. He played like the big thuggish guy. Oh, yeah. Great right, actor. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, he's he playing Punisher. He was Shane in... Uh, in in Walking Dead. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Um, well, I I like that. I mean, I feel like The Punisher might be one of the shows that I can get into. It's supposed to be dark. There's yeah. no question. Right. And it's going to be brutal, too. Like, yeah. Punisher's brutal. Right. What, is, what is this? He doesn't even really have power, does he? He's just got, like, a shotgun. Yeah, guns, I think. Right. Yeah, it's I think just he's a... just a hitman who goes rogue. Cool. <laughs> As opposed to all those <laughs> following <laughs> the rules hitmen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more one. He's a hitman and plays by his own, marches to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on. Okay, Jesus right. Christ. So you I knew I was going to get trapped with this show. Recap the next show. Now, I was so close to taking it. <sighs> I didn't want either one, so I wouldn't have been happy either way. Right. The show is called Preacher. It's about God. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to start the clock in three, two, one. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding by the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them. And they were so afraid, but the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And then there was with the angel a sudden multitude of the heavenly host praising God and singing glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace 
goodwill towards men. That's what Christmas is about, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually 30 seconds on the dot, and I had no idea. Was that just your backup plan? I, I, I don't know what to say. Did you at one point say that this was going to be the... Did you have that planned all along for if there was one recap that you couldn't do, or did you try to chat in? No, it's about Jesus. The show's about God. It's, it's a very devout show. It, well, is it? No. <laughs> stupid. I hated this show. Yeah. I thought it was so dumb. Yeah. I thought, like, and I, one of the reasons I can't recap it, not just the fact that there's almost no plot, is because it, I, I couldn't really watch. I couldn't pay it. It's not even just because it was gruesome, although it was extremely gruesome. Right. But was it over-the-top gruesome that you Yeah, but there was times where I was like, I didn't watch, and I could hear the, the guts, right. and that's gross enough, and I know I'm glad I'm not watching. Right. Um, in the in the other parts that weren't gruesome, I was bored to tears. It was yeah. so boring. Yeah, the first episode, I, I like you know the fight in the bar. Yeah, I liked with the pre when the preacher finally does something. That was better. It was better than the fight on the plane. Yeah, was, and the fight on the plane, I, I wasn't upset with. I like that character. We okay. have that Irish demon man. I'm interested in him. Yeah, who seems to like kind of have a good side. He kind of gives me an American Gods vibe. Like I both shows are clearly set in some kind of alternate universe where certain supernaturality is accepted. Right. Well, no, I don't I don't even know that people know about it. Like, it's not a... Except when there's that guy with the friggin' sphincter for a mouth who just goes to church and people are cool with it. Right. That's true. Yeah, I wasn't exactly sure what happened there, but he apparently was cursed by God. Yeah. For something that he did. That so there is, there is like a, a weird supernatural quality to this world. Yeah, that's, I guess so. That's maybe not like mainstream. Sure. But it's understood. Yeah. And at least the tone of that reminded me of American Gods, but it just didn't have the style of American Gods. Right. And I guess in my mind, I just didn't know if the whole sphincter mouth thing was something that, you, like, if you walked into any place, they would know, like, oh, that's a God thing, because that happens <laughs> in this world. Or if it was just like, oh... That's happened that one time, but it just happens to be in our town, which exists in this world. I just found it so gratuitously violent. And I know that I've got a history with uh, really minding excessive violence and stuff, but in so many of these shows, I acknowledge that it's necessary. Right. Like, have I ever said Game of Thrones isn't good for all the reasons I can't watch it? No, no of course not. It needs that. And certainly Walking Dead does too. Right. It's a show about the undead, but... It just seemed like when it was when it was time, they got they included a fight scene, right? And you know there was blood and knives, mm -hmm. and it just it went on and on and on. The show was like, it was like an hour ten. It felt like three hours. To yeah, me. I wonder how it's progressed over the last couple of years too, because it's in its third season now, or going into its fourth. It might only be in its second season. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I wasn't you know. I wasn't crazy about it, but toward the end, I kind of started thinking, eh, maybe this has some potential. Well, you're a fan of world building. You really like when a show can create a universe that's that's fun to explore. To Marvel. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's fun to explore. Yeah. You know, for the same reason people like The Walking Dead, even if The Walking sure. Dead's not that good anymore. Right. There's this whole universe that exists within. That's right. Now, why do I compare it to The Walking Dead? Why did I think that they were joined, other than the fact that they're graphic novels turned TV series on AMC. No, there's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I guess I thought Robert Kirkman was connected to Preacher, but no, it's some guy named Garth Innes. Um, I guess he initially sought uh, 
Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier for uh, financing. But like, instead, Seth Rogen and... This was like 17 years ago. Oh, wow. He goes to Kevin Smith because I guess he hears Kevin Smith is a fan. And right. He's like, will you help me finance this movie? And Kevin Smith is like, sure. So he sets up a meeting with Miramax. And Miramax develops the movie. And they cast James Marsden in the main role. They're going to make this film. And in yeah. 2002, it just disappears off the slate. It wow. never happens. It's so crazy the amount of things that just get made and or yeah. like start getting made, but just yeah. never really come to fruition. And then eventually, Seth and Evan took on this property, which is interesting, and it's cool that they're branching out and doing stuff that's different from what they would typically do. They even directed a bunch of it. I don't know if they directed this episode, but I, I, I think I thought they did, and then I'm not sure if they did, but the Ruth Nega character was kind of interesting. She's like a cool actress, I guess. Now, what's Ruth Nega from? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just, yeah. I don't know. I just, she was, she, I thought she was good in it. Is she pre the preacher's sister? I don't think so, because she's black. Well, she was kind of racially ambiguous, and the preacher, I guess, kind of... He looked at, like, maybe, possibly his band. Yeah, maybe. They're a couple in real life. And they've really? been a couple for a long time. They both got the show oh, as a couple. No, like, I she, did not know this. She was up for the show, and he helped her audition, and then right. he was, like, there at the audition, and they're like, do you want to try it out? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. He's, um, Dominic Cooper... He's from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, too. He played Howard Stark in the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's James Corden's best friend. No They've way. been best friends for years. Like, they were on Broadway together. And he's British? Or not Broadway, but they the same thing. Yeah, he's British. Yeah. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah. And Ruth Negga's Irish. Wow. Yeah. I thought they were both great actors. Yeah, I, I didn't think that was the problem. No. Now, they're in the news a little bit this week, because the episode that they put out this week, I guess depicts Jesus Christ having sex on the night of the Last Supper. Oh, so it like very yeah. firmly says Christ was uncelibate. Right. Oh yeah, people wouldn't like that. People wouldn't like that. But, <laughs> but the people who wouldn't like that shouldn't be watching Preacher. The, yeah, you're right. The people who like that aren't watching Preacher. They're no. just complaining about Preacher once they hear it. Which is why it's taken like three days for this news to get around. Right. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? I don't have a whole lot. Did you notice it, it just the passing mention of Tom Cruise having exploded in the yeah. Scientological Church on some like very tepid, uh, relaxed news broadcast that didn't seem to mind at all that Tom Cruise had died? Yeah, and what what I was wondering too was yeah, that was a very, very casual. That was a very Seth Rogeny touch, I think. I guess it was. But uh, the other thing was like, why didn't he like you were seeing at the beginning of the show that this demon was kind of like like, injecting itself in this person, and then he was exploding. He was also a preacher in, like, Africa. Right. And then, apparently... Cambodia. Yeah. Was, yeah, and, and then apparently Tom Cruise also exploded. And then... So powerful was, figures within the religious community. Right. But he was also, like... They said, like, he was overseeing a ceremony or something when he exploded. And then the preacher, while he was in the chapel... Mm -hmm. ended up having this, like, demon, I guess we assume, enter him, and he doesn't explode. Yeah, that's right. For so, whatever reason, he is saved. Yeah, maybe he's different for some reason. He's the special one. Yeah. Do you think that Tom Cruise preaches? No, I don't think so. I don't I think, think so either. A bit of a stretch for the show. You know, it's come out that Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist, and it's really kind of left a bad taste in, the people's, in a lot of people's mouths in terms of The Handmaid's Tale, because oh no yeah because it's that like this this is a show about 
about huge organizations that oppress groups of people. And you seemed like you knew what you were doing by taking this show, and you're a Scientologist. Should we do a Scientology report at the beginning of every episode? Because that's come up the last couple of It has of been episodes. in the news lately, I guess, in terms of popular culture. You're right, we've been talking about Leah Remini a lot. Right. She's yeah. like tripling down on... I love Leah Remini. I respect her. She's yeah. cool, yeah. I liked her for... Uh, I liked her in like uh, Saved by the Bell and Game of, Thro- <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, King of Queens. When was she on Saved by the Bell? Oh my god, that whole season where they did like a, a beach Saved by the Bell. Was she on Saved by the Bell Beach? Yeah. She was the, the love interest. No way. Yeah. Good for her. That was her. And then, so then she went on, uh, but I think at that time, or no, I think maybe around King of Queens, she was Scientologist and then bailed out on it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even watch King of Queens, so I don't really have any familiarity with her work. I, I just like, like how she's been in the last year. I feel like, yeah. And, and there's just sound bites that I hear from, like, what was the show? It wasn't The View, but it was, like, The Talk. Sure. Sound bites from that show make me like her a lot less. She although, was on that. Although what she's doing now, maybe that was just a thing that she did for money, that, like, she was, like, playing into the sound bites that they wanted. Look, stuff. that is the only reason any of those women do those shows. Right. Is for money. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, Tom Cruise probably yeah. doesn't preach in any kind of preachy kind of way. And if he does, he practices what he preaches. He definitely practices. He preaches about doing his own stuff. Leah Remini has said that he single-handedly could shut down the, Scientolo- the Church of Scientology. Really? That he is that. He is so high up that if he decided... That if he realized, if he snapped out of it and realized this is wrong, he could end Scientology. Wow. Yeah. See, I haven't watched any of the shows that she's done. I forget where she said that. I think she told Howard Stern that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you think he makes any money off of other people becoming Scientologists? Tom Cruise? Yeah. Tom Cruise probably has more money from Scientology than he does from the entertainment business. Yeah. Okay, that's a new thought to me because I didn't know. I think so. And like... I mean, the whole point of Scientology is that you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to level up, right? right. But where does that money go? It goes to the leaders of the church, right. of which he's one. Like, after Miscavige, I think he's the guy. Right. So there's people that, like, can't necessarily afford cars that are Scientologists. Yeah. Well, like, it's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. I think he broke his ankle or something. Remember we were talking last week? He yeah. had some kind of mysterious injury or something a little bit right. uh, considerable. Okay. Yeah. That's really all I had. There was some... Uh, you mentioned the bar fight scene. The only criticism I had is that I I really hate when there's uh, one guy fighting a gang and the gang takes turns attacking the guy right. in, a, in some kind of yeah. movie or TV show. I find that so unrealistic. Yeah, it would be great if there was one time where you just can't really see what's happening and there's like three people on him but he's like triple punching people. There's a movie almost nobody's seen. It's, it's kind of an allegory for... Uh, uh, censorship, I think it's uh, sort of based on uh, Fahrenheit four five one, I guess, but it's like a sci fi futuristic movie called Equilibrium, starring Christian Bale. Okay. And it's also a martial arts movie, and he—it's uh, amazing, actually. The martial arts in it are really awesome, and he fights gangs of people who attack him at the same time. Really. And it's pretty cool. And is the movie good? No, I mean it's not bad. It's it's based on a story that is objectively good. When did so the when did the the movie come out? And it was definitely pre Batman. I'm yeah. not sure if it was post American Psycho. Okay. But definitely pre Batman. It was like an action movie that nobody saw. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, American Psycho was like 1996. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. So Equilibrium might have been before that. I don't think so. I think it was. I think it was after oh, that. Yeah. But it was before that. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna check that out. That's my next view. Equilibrium. Go watch that instead of Preacher. I don't give an S to Preacher. No. Not interested. Oh. Well, yeah. No. I don't think so. I don't. I don't give an S to the Defenders either. Neither do I. I think it was really like, it's trying way too hard to be something it's never going to be. If I'm going by me talking to friends, which I am right now, saying, you gotta watch this or you gotta watch that, I don't tell them to watch either of these. Nope. Well, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But I still enjoyed my time with you this, this evening. Me too. Thank you for the cider again. Uh, you're so welcome. I'm trying to think if there's any Will Smith news or if we just have to go directly to not trusting him. Um, no, no, he's still into writing and reading. Yeah, it's his thing. His readers are leaders. I mean, if he wants to be a leader that bad, should he really trust someone? Yeah, I mean, like I, I think people who run for, for national office, like yeah. we can say all we want about how Trump is a narcissist and a psycho, right? But like, isn't there something wrong with anybody who wants to be that big of a leader? Yeah. And if you're like, yeah, if I'm running, I'm running away from something. I'm running for something. Right, so just consider next time you're watching The Fresh Prince, or Hitch, or Hancock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I put a weird emphasis on that. <laughs> what's, what's he running from? I don't trust that.